0: The following is a HoopBall presentation.
1: Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Hello and welcome to Ball DFS Today. I am your host, Mike Apache, joined by my good buddy Dave Menkoff. We are here to break down this wonderful uh, Thursday day slate for you guys. Seven games on tonight, tonight's slate, actually, uh, to talk about. So a pretty, pretty loaded, packed card for this preseason. Uh, you know, we got we got some good things to talk about. I'm actually pretty excited about this slate. You know, when you have these seven games, ownership gets spread out a little bit more. Uh, but more importantly, how are you doing over there, brother Dave? I feel like we haven't done a show together uh, in, in what seems to be uh, like an entire season, which in reality is about two to three months. Doing
0: well, uh,
1: Mike. I'm really excited to to be on with you. It, it has
0: felt felt a little longer. I think this entire year has felt a little longer for all of us. So it's certainly been uh, been a challenge. But I'm looking forward to, to hopping on with you tonight.
1: Absolutely, man. And it's yeah, absolutely. I, I think you hit that right on the head, man. Uh, it's definitely been a challenge for everybody. Uh, and this is kind of the, uh, the little getaway that we get is is having hoops back and having some some preseason action. So as always, you know uh as i always recommend guys it's preseason you know go light have some fun with it obviously play smart you know get that little uh that little preseason action for yourself in there where you're getting that research in there and you know use the resources over here at hoopball you know now that we have it if you if you haven't already purchased it or if you haven't already heard uh go get the fantasy pass uh a shot guys it's it's really affordable We're, you know it's 499 at the moment and it it's the probably the greatest thing that's ever hit this you get access to a lot of the year long stuff, the DFS pass, all the goodies over here, it's just four ninety nine a month. Uh and I can't imagine too many things that, you know, you can get for four ninety nine a month, let alone an entire draft guide, the Brewski one fifty, the DFS pass, uh the all in ones uh fantasy season tools, uh the gambling guide. I mean we're talking everything, four ninety nine a month. So go check that out guys. Uh we just included that into the Discord as well. So we had that popping off tonight. That was a great uh great little mention uh but let's jump into this man. We got a lot to get into. I don't want to spend too much time uh just right off the rip. So we'll do we're gonna just hop right into it. Charlotte versus Orlando. It's the first game of the night. This game's gonna be taking place in Orlando. And as far as injuries are concerned for Charlotte, Gordon Hayward uh just came out. Uh he had an avulsion fact fracture on his fifth metacarpal, um which is obviously, you know, uh he looks like he broke his pinky, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, they're not saying he's gonna miss too much time. I wouldn't expect him to play in this game, obviously, with it being a preseason, but there's a chance he's there for opening night. Uh, but obviously that means if he ends up sitting in this game out, what do, what do, we, you know, what does that mean? What does that change? Obviously someone's gonna have to get inserted into that starting lineup. Um uh, but before we jump into there, let's slide over to the Orlando side of the ball real quick. Uh, Terrence Ross, he's somebody that's got, you know, fully participated in practice. Decent chance he's able to suit up. Uh, he's missed the past few games as of recently. But, you know, he's uh, he's going to impact that. Rotation just slightly, not somebody that we're going to keep an eye on, really, for DFS. Jonathan Isaac's still out. Al Farukomini still out. James Enos is qu- li- being listed as questionable. He did not participate uh, in practice on Wednesday, so it's something worth keeping an eye on. Uh, and then Mo Bamba also being listed as questionable. He's been cleared for contact, uh, but it's probably going to take him another game. So keep an eye on that news from Mo Bamba and Enos, but the rest of it we pretty much already have. So I'll pass it over to you, Dave. Uh, you know, I alluded to it right off the rip, Gordon Hayward. Most likely I'm going to anticipate that he does sit this one out. Uh, and who are you looking to kind of step up in his place?
0: Yeah, no, that's a great call out. With this unfortunate new injury news, um the Hornets are certainly a team that, that's going to need someone to step up. So for me, I really like in the backcourt, uh, Devontae Graham coming off a, a nice, a nice, uh, nice year. Where he really stepped up uh, for the Hornets um, last year when, when, they, when they didn't have as much uh, kind of talent around them, um, he really stepped up. I like him. His price tag is reasonable at 6,100. Uh, I think he's going to get all the looks he, he can kind of he can kind of manage uh, from that standpoint. I like him a lot. And then in the front court, a couple guys, a uh, couple guys coming in um, should should also have nice years as well. Um, coming off some solid years, Miles Bridges at 4800 at the small forward spot, I like him a ton. Um, he's a guy that, that should really shine now in year two. Uh, and then another guy um, in the front court, PJ Washington. Um, a lot of hype surrounding him in year two. 5100 is a, a very reasonable price tag to, to pay up um, to to kind of save money and not pay up. Apologies. Um, so I, I like I like the trio of, of those guys. And then the final person I'll I'll probably leverage a little bit in my lineups as well is Terry Rozier, their starting shooting guard at $5,600. That price tag is also very reasonable. So across the board, very reasonable price tag on on the Hornets side. How how about you?
1: Um, So I'm with you. I think you definitely touched on a few guys that have some interest in. I think Rozier and uh, both, um, Rozier and Graham, are very much in play. Uh, generally not guys I'd be targeting, but if Hayward does sit, uh, sit, we're gonna see some usage go. Both of them had double-digit shot attempts in the last game, so I don't expect them to get too, too much higher. And we both, you know, I think we know that they both could sink us pretty quick with their percentages. Uh, off-nights could happen very easily for both these guys, so I'm not very, you know, overly confident in them. Uh, they're definitely in play. Uh, I would expect Bridges to draw the start for Hayward. So that's the guy I kind of keep my eye on right now. I played 18 minutes in that last game coming off the bench. We could probably bump that up to about 24 to 25 uh, if he does draw that start. And, it, you know, really wouldn't even shock me if we see that trickle down to LaMelo a little bit too. Uh, he played 20 in that last one. If he's somewhere around that mid twenties, we saw that he can pile up some of these counting stats pretty quickly. I uh, had that first preseason game with 10 rebounds and like four assists in 18 or 16 minutes or whatever it was. So, um, it wouldn't even shock me if they, if we see him play the three for a couple minutes here and there. Uh, he is 6'8. Um, you know, that they, they want to use that Rosier, uh, at Graham backcourt. And if they want to try to utilize this and see what it looks like in a preseason game, I think now's the time. Uh, wouldn't necessarily count on it, but, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to rule it out either. So, uh, those are probably the two guys I'm, I'm the most interested in. But again, I, I, wouldn't mind looking at a little bit of Rozier or Graham, uh, even Washington. Orlando's not a team I want to generally target. Defensively as is, so I'm not trying to overload on these Charlotte guys. Uh, we know that they generally play at a slower pace and they're gonna, they, they, they should generally stifle some guys. Vucevic knows how to play on the block where I, I generally don't target too, too many bigs going against him either. So that's, uh, pretty much where I'm at with Charlotte. I don't know if there's, you know, anything else you wanted to mention or if you're just ready to kind of move on to this Orlando side of the ball.
0: No, I, I think you, you hit all the, the points as well. So I'm, I'm ready to jump into, uh, the Magic side.
1: Perfect. Let's roll. Uh, we'll slide over to Orlando. Uh, Terrence Ross coming back. You know, that's obviously going to have a little bit of an impact on this rotation. The guy that would probably impact the most would be uh, a guy like Dwayne Bacon, who's been starting. Uh, and Dwayne Bacon's not good at basketball. He's, you know, we had that one good game out of him, the first preseason game. Uh, you know, now that I'm saying all this, I, I fully expect him to burn me, but not a guy that I'm going to anyway. Uh, neither is Terrence Ross, especially at that price tag of 6,200. Just a guy that, yes, he can get the scoring in there. Uh, but it's, it's generally empty stat lines that follow it. Not many rebounds, not many assists, uh, just a bunch of threes. And, you know, maybe on the best nights, he's getting 23, 24 points. So I'll pass on him. Um, you know, with that being said, I'll pass it over to you. Uh, maybe, you know, I, you have interest in these guys, but I would say the main guys that most people are probably looking at, you know, going to be Vucevic, going to be Gordon. It's going to be Fultz. Those three guys, the, their three key cogs, I guess, right now. And where are you at with those three players?
0: I'm um, actually out of those three. My favorite out of those three is right, right in the backcourt, Foltz. Fultz. Um, he's showing a lot of confidence preseason. Um, he's a guy that I like a lot. At six thousand, it's certainly a, a very reasonable price tag. Again, um, but my favorite play of, of this entire uh, matchup actually is another guy, a young rookie at a UNC, Cole Anthony, at forty-six hundred. Um, that price tag is, is very reasonable, um, and he should get plenty of opportunity to really shine and, and really deliver. Um, you mentioned it earlier, very limited preseason, so there's not a lot of opportunities for these rookies to get reps um, during the preseason. So I, I look for him to, to, to really get as as much opportunity as possible and get his minutes on the 25 to 30 range uh, uh, tonight
1: yeah they've been going the magic have been playing very very guard heavy too so you know not only did they play Cole Anthony pretty big minutes so far in uh in this preseason off the bench but Carter Williams as well uh top that with Fultz in that last game alone Fultz played 31 minutes Carter Williams played 28 Cole Anthony played 27 uh so it just goes to show you that they're willing to play these guards outside of just point guard you know Cole Anthony's probably getting a little bit of time at the one while Carter Williams might be playing the two alongside of him uh and and vice versa so uh I don't I don't mind that call whatsoever. In fact, I think it's a pretty solid one, especially knowing that this this Charlotte backcourt, you know, seems like it's pretty porous at best. Rosier, Graham, uh LaMelo, none of those guys are really scaring me defensively. So, I don't mind targeting it and I, and Fultz was somebody that I have circled and that I'm definitely on as well. So, uh it seems like we're kind of in the in the same notion with that, you know, maybe targeting this backcourt might be a, you know, the better way to go. Um, but even if you wanted to look at Vucevic, I mean, he played 33 minutes in that last game. We saw 31 out of faults. Uh, you know, do we expect that again? Do we think that's going to happen again? I mean, like we just said off the top, there's very limited preseason. We're seeing these guys get a little bit more run than they normally would. Um, and and I'm not going to bet. I'm not necessarily going to bet all on it. But at that price tag of 8K, I don't mind taking a few chances. You know, I'll probably have. Anywhere between five and ten lineups in this night, uh, and you know he's probably going to be in at least two of them, maybe even three out of the ten. So I'm, I'm going to have some exposure. And that being said, there's a lot of other high-priced centers that we're going to be looking at. Um, but this is a fantastic matchup for just about everybody on the Magic right now. Yeah, that's yeah. a
0: great call. That's a great call, absolutely.
1: All right, let's uh, let's keep it moving to the next game. I think this next one's going to be a little bit more interesting too. It's going to have a little bit more people. Uh, you know, on edge and watching. So we have Detroit going against Washington. This game is going to be taking place in Washington. As far as Detroit is concerned, no real injuries or news to be concerned with. And then for Washington, now this is where we get to get a little bit more interesting. Uh, we do have a few people, uh, you know, questionable out and expected to play. Uh, Davis Bertans right now, he is not expected to play. Uh, due to undisclosed reasons. Rui Hachimura is also being listed as questionable, as is Ish Smith. Rui missed Wednesday's practice with an eye injury, so that's worth monitoring. Uh, Jerome Robinson's questionable. He's been pretty much questionable for the past few games. And, um, right now we gotta keep an eye on whether or not Russell Westbrook will play. He's being listed as questionable, uh, but they're saying he has a pretty good chance to play and make his debut with this Wizards team. So, uh, while we have some guys, you know, sitting out, we have somebody else possibly coming in. And I think a lot of people are gonna be watching this game you know uh, pretty closely, knowing that this is Westbrook's debut. so Dave I'll pass it over to you. Uh, definitely some interesting guys exp- uh, that we could k- you know keep an eye on, especially with uh, I would say a majority of the starting front court sitting. So where are you kind of looking and gravitating towards now, uh knowing especially with Westbrook coming back, soaking up some of that usage?
0: Yeah, that' was a great call out. So with Westbrook coming back, I mean his price tag is high 8800 eight hundred. Um, which, which is certainly uh, pretty hefty, but he's a guy that, as you mentioned, with so many guys um, sitting out in this game, um, on the, I would say he's a guy – sorry. Um, I would say from the wizard side, he's a guy that I'm looking at a lot. But in terms of the, on the Pistons end, um, if we start with the Pistons a little bit, Derrick Rose is certainly a guy that I like a lot. Um, at, at 5900, he's coming off a pretty solid game. Knowing he's a veteran, he's a guy that may not get the full boatload of minutes in, in this type of matchup. Um, I like him to, to at least be somewhat efficient. So at 5900, certainly worth worth a shot um, in, in the backcourt. And then another guy, um, I'm, I'm going to continue to ride the rookie train uh, in this case and go with a guy, Killian Hayes, uh, at 4700. Um, he's a guy that I like a lot. He he was inefficient in his first start, um, but he should have plenty of opportunity um, since the coaching staff has already announced that he should be starting uh, this season. So I like him a lot on the Pistons' side. Uh, and then finally, on um, the Pistons' end, my favorite play, I would say, of, of this entire matchup is uh, a guy that I can never pronounce, but I love him a lot in, in the power forward spot, Siko Demboya. At forty three hundred, um, he's he's probably my favorite play. Of this entire game.
1: Great options. I and you know what? I would never thought we'd see a day where Derrick Rose, would, you know, in twenty twenty, would be the highest priced player on his team for DraftKings. Uh, but here we are, and that's in, uh, that is pretty much the case on on tonight's slate right now. So. Uh, I'm looking at a couple of these guys. Killian Hayes, you know, you touched on him. You know, he's gonna be given ample opportunity. Uh, Coach Casey came out and already said that he's gonna let this kid make as many mistakes as he needs to make. He is gonna be their future player, future point guard, uh, this season's point guard most likely as well. So, he's gonna allow these turnovers to happen. We've been seeing plenty of them. Uh, one worry, Westbrook was a junkyard dog last season. You know, so he used to get picked on for his defense, but he was actually an elite defender last season, so. Um, you know, may not be the best first matchup, you know, he might want to pick on the rookie a little bit. So I think for, for that reason, I, I might shy a little bit away from Killian Hayes, but I don't mind it. It's still going to be a high paced game, should be enough pace for the Pistons. And he's still a very fair price tag at 4,700. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not really in love with anybody over here. Uh, if I had to, you know, go with anybody, I would probably say it would just be like a Blake Griffin. Cause that price tag seems awfully fair at 5,300. Um, Derek Rose said there's just a few other guards that we're going to get to where roughly around that same price range where I just can't get on him too much. I just want to go with somebody else. Um, and then Grant himself, 4,500. You know, he's going to get some shot attempts up. He's probably going to be like the second or third option on this team during the regular season. Uh, with that being said, you know, he's still not a great point-per-minute guy in, in, when it comes to scoring volume. He'll get you those defensive stats. He'll be able to up in the rebounds. But, you know, a lot of those rebounds are going to get soaked up from Plumlee. He's not moving out of that paint very much. And then you still have Blake Griffin there. So I'm, I'm probably going to take a hard pass on a lot of these Pistons outside of maybe an outside shot on uh, Blake Griffin here and there. And that is probably it. So uh, is there anything else you wanted to touch on with the Pistons, or are you ready to keep it going to this wonderful Washington Wizards team? I'm all set. I'm ready to jump into the Wizards. Perfect, brother. Let's do it. Uh, we talked on these injuries, so, you know, we just talked about Westbrook, 8,800. What's your confidence in him uh, as far as this being his first preseason game? And I guess I'll put you on the spot uh, with your random minutes prediction. What would you expect him to come out here and play?
0: Yeah, that's a great call. Um, I think I expect him, you know, him being motivated to show that, that he's not some guy that, that can be just traded uh to the Washington Wizards. So I think he's going to really come in into this game. I expect his minutes to be uh in the 25 minute range even uh given the fact that yeah, he's going to really try and, and and really build some some rapport w- with his new teammates. Um, I like him at 25 minutes. So that price tag is a, is a bit heavy. Um, certainly a guy that you can throw in um, as a higher price player for sure. Um, so so I would say he's he's definitely in play for me uh but there's a couple guys in the wizards that I, that I really am intrigued about uh Troy Brown another guy 6400 uh coming off of a very solid year last year um he's a guy that that I'm going to look for quite a bit in lineups at 6400 certainly in play quite a bit um and then again I I, I hate the harp on on the rookie train but big fan of of their pre- preemptive um starting small forward as of now, Danny of Egypt from Israel, the 19-year-old, um, showed a lot of grit and a lot of ability um, in, his first, in his first action. Um, and I like him a lot, especially as he continues to build confidence. Um, and, and if he does become the starter, um, it's only going to help his confidence as well. So I like him a lot tonight. And at 4,300, he's one of my favorite plays uh, of, of actually the entire matchup for sure.
1: That's I I'm not going to argue with Danny. I think this kid's got a great skill set. Um very underrated player even though I think he came in with plenty of hype. I uh, I still think that he was probably a little bit of overlooked due to his skill set. Sometimes uh you know we see some of these uh you know scouts kind of judge Euro players based on the talent and who they're playing. Uh, but this kid's an absolute rock solid stud. No doubt about it. Um I'm kinda gonna shy away from Beal just, you know, I, I'm not reading good reports that, you know, as far as minute workload that he'll play a few minutes. This is also gonna be one of the you know, his first preseason game with Westbrook. So just judging by the reports that are coming out about Beal, uh that he's gonna play a few minutes, I, I don't know if we're getting trolled if a few ends up being thirty. Uh but I'm gonna try to take that a grain of salt and take it at face value as like maybe, you know, fifteen to twenty. Uh leading me to believe that Westbrook's probably gonna play something very similar. I don't see why they would play one stud uh player that's younger more than the other one that's older. Um just kinda of the notion I'm gonna go with. And with those two guys playing, it kinda takes a little bit of the juice away from Troy Brown Junior. You know, that great game he came off of. Uh we were on him. Well, you know, we we played him. Uh and that was all due because of everybody sitting out, including Westbrook and Beal, Ish Smith, uh, you know, they didn't really have another ball handler. Uh Raul Neto was starting at point guard. So you know I can't really co-sign too many of these guys. If I'm looking anywhere, like I, I think you made a great call with Denny. Um, I would definitely look at him. He's probably the one guy. Um, and and that's maybe it. Maybe a little Thomas Bryan action if you want. I think that there's other centers and other bigs that we could play that you know not even that much more expensive that we can get a couple more minutes out of. So I'll leave it at Denny. Um, I'm not going to try to crowd my play pool. We have seven games. We can we can spread the love a little bit of, throughout these. And then uh, we'll keep it moving, man. We have four games left. Um, we're going to touch on the San Antonio and Houston game. This game is going to take place in Houston. Uh, but before we do, just a little quick shout-out to our presenting sponsors. Uh, if you guys haven't already, please go check out mybookie.ag. Uh, if you didn't get on it already, I don't know what you're doing. But seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with my bookie, where the odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await you all season long. And with that NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know that uh, we know that these teams are going to have great lines, and it's not going to be difficult to find value in them either. So, uh, whether you're a first-time customer, you've been playing my bookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found. in thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every single week. Sign up and get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid, guys. There's also a fully boast and a fully-fledged casino platform that gives you access to classic tables, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is my bookie's doors never close, and you can continue to build your break roll even when the stadium lights go out. So head over there, guys. Use that promo code HOOPBALL. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and they will give you a 50% match on your deposit all the way up to 1000 bucks, The terms are simple. You deposit $200, for instance. You will get a free $100 deposited back into your bank account that you can play with, and that's free money you can bet with. So go over there, mybookie.ag. Use that promo code, Hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And while we're at it, guys, check out Manscaped as well. Uh, I got my weed whacker, boys. It's in here, and ladies, excuse me. Uh, if you haven't already heard me say, it, it is the nose and ear trimmer. It makes a perfect gift for your significant other or friends, or if you just need one for yourself, I highly recommend this thing. Uh, it's quiet as a little baby snoozing. Um, you know, I would, I would say that was probably a terrible reference, because I don't know what babies are actually out there snoozing. But, uh, this thing's an absolute gem. And I just packed it in there with the rest of my kit. I have the Lawnmower 3.0. I got the Shea Butter. I got the Body Wash. I got a little bit of everything. Uh, and they are the one product that, you know, I've, I've could fully endorse and get behind, uh, because it's simple. It comes right to my door as well. So use that promo code, HoopBall20 over there. You'll get 20% off your free, uh, first purchase, free shipping, and all the good stuff. So promo code, HoopBall20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, two zero. Alright, man. It's always a mouthful. I gotta, I gotta get the sip of the, sip of the water in there. Uh, we'll move on, <coughs> excuse me, move on to the third game. San Antonio going against Houston. Uh, this one I have some interest in, man. You know, there's a couple options that we have to talk about though. San Antonio injury-wise though. Uh, Keldon Johnson is gonna be out for the next few weeks. We can say the same about Derek White. That report just came out. But we're also gonna be missing some of the bottom of the barrel guys. Kelty Diop, uh, Luca, uh, Samanick, and Quentin Weatherspoon will all be out as well. And then when we're looking over at the Houston side of the ball, Christian Wood is being considered questionable, more likely doubtful. He hasn't really suited up the, uh, that much in the preseason. Uh, and it's worth noting that this is the Rockets' preseason finale as well. Uh, and that's pretty much it. And other than Chris Clemens, we saw him uh, just tore his Achilles tendon, uh, unfortunately, in that last preseason game, um, you know, immediately grabbed at it and had to get wheeled off the court. So he's likely done for the season. Um, and I think they're trying to get the exception uh, that or they have to trade him. So, we'll start off with the San Antonio team. Uh, we have some options uh Pop's been playing these guys decent minutes we've been seeing some decent things so what's the first thing that you gravitate towards when the when you see the spurs around the on the docket?
0: Yeah, when I see the spurs uh normally you know it's it's going after some of the the tried and true guys the guys that's really been seeing a lot of minutes but with the with this preseason, I think there's been a lot of opportunity for some of the younger guys so a guy that expected to grow quite a bit, uh, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, um, coming off all of a very solid game, Uh 4,500. I like him quite a bit. Um, and then another guy that I think in preseason he's really stepped up and proven quite a bit of a steal uh, from this year's drafts in Florida State, Devin Vessel, Uh 4,400 is a very reasonable price tag. Uh, normally Pop really hates uh, rookies, but with preseason – uh, the way it is this season uh, in this truncated format, I, I like him quite a bit on the Spurs side. So so those two are my two favorite plays on, on the Spurs end. How about you?
1: I can't argue with you with Vessel. I mean, this kid looks good. He just looks so NBA ready. Uh, very intelligent player. Uh, great price tag. Only 4400 Played 31 minutes in that last game. So I definitely have some interest. Um, you said Lonnie Walker. I'll, I'll probably put my, my focus more towards DeJounte Murray. Um you can't go wrong with either one. Both should start. Uh, Walker obviously the better value, much much cheaper, 2100. Um uh, but Murray with no white, he's going to get full opportunities just to handle a lot of this point guard duties. It's not like Patty Mills needs to come in here, play a whole lot of minutes and prove himself at this point in his career. So, um I I like when I know Murray's like kind of locked into just you know not having to look over his shoulder get pulled for white anytime um so if he plays 25 26 minutes we know what this guy can do you know he's a rebounding machine at the guard position as well so uh those are the two guys i have the most confidence in but like listen walker at 4500 i think that's a great call and i'm definitely going to put a star next to him and i think it makes a good pivot play as opposed to murray if you want to get some other exposure in the backcourt and uh not necessarily pay up at that price tag what about uh this houston side of the ball you know christian wood I could play, could not play. I'd probably have him on the better side of doubtful. Well, you know, something worth monitoring. But, you know, it, let's say he does play. How how are we going to take this at face value now with Wood, Cousins, Wall, and Harden all back?
0: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, for me, uh, normally, regular season, the Rockets are a are immediate target for me. So many guys that I can really light it up. Um, but with Harden working his way back, um, he didn't look too too um, too like nimble in his first game. Uh again, uh John Wall has been him and cousins have looked great. If Christian Wood does return, seventy three hundred um is a is a pretty reasonable price tag given the, the hype around him um, in that front court. So I actually I like him quite a bit if he does play. Uh if he if he sits out, um, the guy that I'm looking at is Daniel Howes Jr. To, to be honest at 4,700 um, they're running out, out of bodies uh on, on the wing side and the Rockets. So um, he's a guy that I'm looking at, but in general, I wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't from, from, I, just based on, on what I've seen. Uh, there's no one on the rocket side that I'm really looking at uh, too closely in, in this case.
1: How are yeah, you? We're on the same page, man. I'm not, I'm not really interested in any of these rockets guys right now. It's just, uh, you know, it's not necessarily because Harden looks a little chubby and he's out of shape. That's not it. Uh, you know, it, it it's simply just because, you know, if I'm going to pay that 91 for Harden, there's somebody else on this slate I'd rather go to. Uh, all these guys are healthy. Um, uh, you know, they're going to have a deeper rotation at this point. I don't expect, you know, them to roll out, uh, Harden, Wall or Cousins or even Wood, anything probably more than 24 minutes, somewhere around there. Uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe it, it proves me wrong. I just can't see it happening. And for that reason, you know, I'm just going to go elsewhere on this slate. Let other people pay up. These guys aren't cheap. You know, John Wall, 7,900. Harden, 91. Wood, 73. Cousin, 65. Um, I'll save my money. I'll go to other spots where I have a little bit more confidence in. I can see them being more of GPP guys if you want to take flyers on them. Uh, just in case there's other people kind of, you know, thinking the, the same way as me and, uh, you know, fading that ownership. So. That's it. That's all I got for Houston, though, man. I, th- I think we're we're pretty much on the same page, so we'll keep it moving over to the Atlanta-Memphis game. Uh Atlanta traveling to Memphis. As far as injuries are concerned, Clint Capella, he's currently being listed as questionable. Uh It's a left Achilles soreness, something that this guy's been dealing with for quite some time. So uh I, I fully anticipate him to suit up. I mean, he's been playing through this, Uh but that's not it. We have a ton of other things to talk about. Kevin Waiter also being listed as questionable right now. He's dealing with left ankle soreness. Cam Reddish. Being listed as questionable. He was, uh, dealing with ankle soreness. He was actually listed to play. And then last minute, last game, did get ruled out. Rajan Rondo being listed as questionable. He's more doubtful. And then we have Tony Snell, Chris Dunn, both ruled out. Double O as well, following him, uh, ruled out. And then on the Memphis side of the ball, Brandon Clark being considered questionable. Uh, more on the doubtful side of things. Jaron Jackson Jr., Justice Winslow still out. We won't be seeing them for some time, so. I'll pass it over to you on the Atlanta side of things. A lot to like with Atlanta. They did a lot of offseason moves. I mean, half these guys uh, got a, got a, some sort of injury tag next to them. So, uh, you know, a lot of this is going to have to be updated once we moderate the news, but uh, what are you kind of watching in this matchup between these two young teams? A lot of young talent between these two teams.
0: Yeah, you definitely you definitely nailed it. Um, with Atlanta, it's it's certainly a fun it's going to be a fun season for sure. Um, in terms of who what really like on their side, I mean, it's there's a ton of guys that I'm looking at. So I think it always starts with Atlanta when we're talking about Atlanta. It always starts with Trey Young. Uh, 8500 Um, you know, it's a fairly reasonable price tag. He's a guy that, that can fill it up in limited minutes. Um, I like him quite a bit in, in that backcourt. And then another guy that's a new addition on the Atlanta side, uh, probably one of my favorite plays of this matchup is, is Bogdan Bogdanovic at 4600 um, look for him to continue to to gel with his new teammates and really um, and really shine. So that's so I like him quite a bit. Um, those are my two favorite plays. And then it, on the wing side, DeAndre Hunter, forty seven hundred, looking more and more comfortable. If Cam Reddish does uh, sit out, then I like him even more. Um, so at forty seven hundred, he's another guy I'm looking at. And then the final guy I'm looking at in the front court, John Collins, seventy four hundred, um, should, should should have a decent matchup here. Um, so I like him as well. How
1: about you? Uh, I got a couple guys I got on my radar on this team. Uh, you know, I'm going to be keeping an eye on, uh, you know, DeAndre Hunter. Um, you know, like you said, if Cam Reddish sits, this guy, he, he's, he's trying to step up. I think him and Reddish are both competing to try to be this team's best defender, best wing defender. Uh, they're both kind of, you know, vo- uh, volleying for that job. They know that, you know, with all these veterans being added, that they got to compete. Uh, so and he's been playing well during this preseason there's no doubt about that so still a very fair price tag to me I don't mind paying that 4,700 Uh he never draws a ton of ownership not necessarily the biggest and flashiest name out there especially amongst these second year guys so he's a guy I keep on my radar and I, obviously I'm never going to say don't play Trey Young especially in a matchup against John Morant we know that both these guys it's picture perfect they both can just get buckets and neither one of them plays defense so I'm fully anticipating Trey Young and John, uh, and John Morant lighting this game up. Um, there is one guy we'll get to. I, I do want to spend up on, and I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty sure that he's going to probably be owned at about 75%. But in the, in the case of the 25%, I will have some Trey Young. He will be probably, uh, my second highest owned guy or my second most expensive owned guy. And that's probably it for Atlanta. So I'm, I'm ready to move on to Memphis if you are. Absolutely. Let's jump into it. All right. We just said it, John Morant. <laughs> I might as well just pick up where I left off, man. And it's, Yeah, uh, he's $200 more than Trey Young. I think both these guys are phenomenal plays going against each other. Um, you know, Atlanta's got two preseason games left, so they're eventually probably going to do a pretty close to a dress rehearsal game. Some coaches like to do it in the third uh, or the second to last game. Some coaches like to do it in the final game. Uh, there hasn't been anything I've really found so far that determined whether or not it's going to be this one or the last one, but I still anticipate that both these guys are hovering around that 25 minute mark at the very least, maybe up to the 28. So both of them very much in play. Um, Jonas Valchunas, though, 8,400. We know he's a great point per minute guy, so he's not a guy that necessarily needs 30 minutes to get it done. So what do you think about him going against this new, uh, you know, reformed Clint Capella front court?
0: I absolutely love him. Uh, you definitely nailed it. He's probably one of my favorite, um, top end, uh, center power forward plays. Um, so I really love him in this matchup.
1: Awesome, man. Yeah, no, I, I'll never argue with Joe Val. Uh, and we know that Atlanta likes to pick up the pace in this one. Yes, they got some veterans, but let's be real. Half those veterans aren't even really in the starting lineup. Uh, they're still pretty young in that starting lineup. So I, I anticipate that this team still tries to push the pace a little bit uh Kit Capella is a rim running center as well, so they're not afraid to just keep pushing that. So uh used to doing that in Houston. I uh I will I'll back some this Eighty four hundred's a little pricey, but we know what he can do, man. In in twenty six minutes he can easily go out there and get eighteen, sixteen boards. We've seen him do it before. It's crazy. Not not saying he is, but we've seen it. Uh, and that's it. I'm not really going near anything else on this team. Uh, you know, Kyle Anderson, Dylan Brooke, guys that just not high point per minute volume type guys that I'm interested in. So I'll, I'll probably take a pass other, outside of the two studs on the, on the Grizzlies. Um, unless you have anything else to say, man, we can, we're, we're cruising through this right now. We're mowing. Uh, we're 32 minutes in. We're about to have two games left. So, uh, you, should we just keep this pace? Keep motoring? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, let's get it, man. Minnesota versus Dallas. Uh, this is gonna be, I believe, both of their final preseason games. Uh, this game's gonna take place in Dallas. As far as Minnesota is concerned, D'Angelo Russell has been ruled out. He's dealing with right ankle soreness, so he's not gonna be taken to court. So as Nas Reed, uh, also has, uh, ruled out. And that's pretty much it for things that we need to consider for Minnesota. And then for Dallas, Porzingis obviously sitting out. Courtney Lee's being listed as questionable. Um, but as of right now, I believe he's expected to play, uh, Something worth monitoring. He might end up cracking that rotation a little bit. Uh, but I'll pass it over to you. We'll start with this Minnesota side of the ball. Um, you know, knowing that we're not going to have any D'Angelo Russell, that's obviously going to have a major effect on what the shot attempts are going to do and what this rotation looks like. So, uh, what are you anticipating and who are you looking at to capitalize with Russell being out?
0: Yeah, with Russell out, I mean, it's, there's not a lot of guys, but for me, I'm looking at, um, Again, another rookie, Anthony Edwards, 4,600, should have plenty of opportunity to, to really shine. Um, I like him quite a bit, uh, 4,600. I mean, he's he's a guy that, that should sh- – he's not afraid to shoot, um, so he should put up uh, pretty. – I'm pretty confident in putting up uh, double-digit shot attempts in, in this type of matchup, so I like him. And then the other guy that's going to really shine with Russell uh, sitting out, Malik Beasley at 4,500. A uh, very great, very reasonable price tag. A guy that really stepped up late, late last year, um, and I like him quite a bit tonight. Um, at th- that price tag, forty-five hundred, is, is is a great steal as well. Um, I like him, and then of course, can't go wrong with Carl Anthony Towns, uh, the big man, eighty-two hundred. He's my favorite play in this entire matchup. Um, I, I think he's going to feast as well. Uh, how about you?
1: I think you, uh, you hit it on the head. I mean, I'm not so much on Edwards, um, but Malik Beasley is, he's my favorite player in this matchup. I love Malik Beasley in this matchup, but no Russell. Uh, those shot attempts, that volume, he is not afraid to just grab a hold of it and take it. We've seen him have some of his best games last season when Russell was out. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign myself up. Yes, I think Towns was out of those games as well. Uh, but that being said, Beasley should still be looking at close to double digit shot attempts. I, I, I would say minimum. Uh, of 10 shot attempts. So, I'm, I'm gonna be playing some Beasley at 4,500. I don't mind looking at, uh, Ricky Rubio at 47. He should draw the start. He's been playing about 20 minutes off the bench with Russell out. My bump up's about 24, 25. Not a bad price tag. Uh, pretty decent matchup too, going against Dallas. Uh, and then Towns, like you said, I, I probably prefer Towns over Valanciunas, Um, just at that, you know, very similar price tag. I'd probably prefer him over Vucevic as well. That one's a little bit closer. I, if I had to rank them, you know, would probably go uh, Towns, Vuk, uh, Valchunas. But I do feel a little bit more secure in Vuk, Vucevic minutes than Towns. So take that for what it's worth. I think, you know, those two guys are definitely above Valchunas, by just a little bit on my board, though, either way. And that's it. I'm not going to get too cute here. Uh It's just going to be Beasley. It's just going to be Towns and a little bit of Rubio as well. And then on this Dallas side of things, though, uh, this is where, you know, things get a little interesting for me. Um, you know, I'm, I, I can't, I can't blush about my boy Luca enough, and maybe a little Homer, it, but, uh, I'm gonna have some Luca on this slate, man. He's the guy I've been talking about, 9K. He's the guy I wanna spend up on anybody. Uh, we just saw him play some pretty big minutes in that last one. After the game, Carlisle expected, or, uh, was asked what, what this game would look like. Would it be a dress rehearsal? Uh, and he stopped everyone pretty much short and said, it's not gonna be a complete dress rehearsal, he said. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to get a good look at the first and second unit in this one. So most anticipation and what it's you know reading between the lines is looking like is that these starters are probably going to play uh, about the first three quarters and then the fourth quarter they're not. Um, with that being said, that's pretty much saying Luka in my eyes is going to be playing anywhere between you know 25 to 28 minutes, and you know what this kid can do point per minute wise in that amount of time. So that's enough minutes for me to sign up for some Luka Doncic. I'm done talking. Uh, I can only talk about Lucas so much before people probably get sick of it. So I'll pass it over to you, Dave. What's your thoughts on the Mavericks?
0: Yeah, no, uh, Lucas I know, I know you're a big Luca guy, but I'm going to say that I'm also in on Luca. Uh, that nine thousand price tag. I mean, we're going to see that price tag jump up to eleven thousand in no time when the regular season kicks off. So might as well take advantage of that price tag given it's preseason. So um, I, I like that quite a bit. Uh, and then another guy. Um, that I think has really had an opportunity to, to have a comeback year is Jay Richardson. Um, I like him, 5,700. He's a guy that, that's going to get plenty of shot attempts with Luca running the point. Um, he's a guy that, that can get steals as well. So I'm going to have a, a few shares of him, but for the most part, you nailed it. Luca. Luca all the way uh, on the Mavs side.
1: Yeah, it's a good call with Jay Rich, too. He's coming off a fantastic game, uh, trying to kind of get that back. He was never really comfortable, uh, playing in Philadelphia. You know, they, I don't think anybody in that locker room really is. I, I still don't know if they are. Doc Ripper surely does help, probably glue them together a little bit more. Uh, but Jay Rich was never really comfortable, never really looked like himself over there in Philly. That whole year kind of felt a little lost. So, uh, I think it was a, it was a good move for both teams. Um, Dallas got their defender and Philly got the shooter that they needed. So, uh, you know, one hand washes the other. But we got one game left, man. Then we're wrapping this thing up. We're going to move on to it. It's Golden State. It's going against Sacramento. Uh, game's going to be in Sacktown. We'll start with Golden State. Draymond Green, uh, and, uh, James Wiseman already ruled out, but both these guys are practicing. They are taking the court. Uh, Eric Paschal, he's being listed as questionable right now, but, um, you know, he was ruled out with that knee soreness in Tuesday's game. So monitor it. Uh, wouldn't be shocked if he just ends up sitting this other one. Obviously, Clay Thompson is still out as well. And then on the Sacramento side of things, uh, we definitely have some news to monitor. Jabari Parker, Corey Joseph both ruled out, as we know. Oh, and Daquan Jeffries also ruled out. I apologize. Uh Marvin Bagley uh, and Hassan Whiteside, neither one of these guys listed on the injury part. Uh, both of them ended up playing a couple of minutes in that last one. So they are back. Let's start off with this Golden State team, man. Curry looked good. He looked good in that last preseason game. He looked like regular Curry, 8100 That It seems like a more than fair price tag for him. But what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Curry is actually probably my, one of my favorite backcourt guys. Um, I, I really hate to do it to your guy, Luca, but I like him in a $900 savings uh, quite a bit in, in, this, in this type of matchup. Uh, he's a guy that's going to carry a huge load for the, the Warriors uh, this season, so I like him quite a bit. Uh, and then another guy I would say on on the Kings side, sorry, on the Warriors side, apologies, that I really like that, that really show that he's going to be a, an NBA player and it's really exciting to see is Marquise Chris, 5,500. He's their starting center. Um I like him quite a bit. So those are the two guys I'm targeting from the Warriors side. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think you can keep looking at Chris. Um As long as, you know, Wiseman, Draymond Green both rolled out, you know, they, they have to play someone at the center position. Uh And Chris, he's a solid point-per-minute guy, especially when there's nobody else to really take some of those shots on the floor. So um I don't mind looking at Marquise Chris. Price tag bumped up a little bit to 5,500. You know, Curry, 8,100. You heard me say, I think it's a very fair price tag, more than fair. Do I play a lot of them? Uh, I don't know if I end up getting there just because of all the other guys I've already talked about. Um But, you know, when you're comparing him to some of the other guys around his price range, you know, the Trey Youngs of the world, he's very much in play. I prefer him over guys like, you know, Westbrook, um, I prefer him over the, you know, the Beal. I prefer him uh, over uh, Harden. Um, you know, though I guess the only guy he really does compare to is, is going to be that Towns, is going to be that uh, that Luca range and, you know, John Morant, but he's also uh, the cheapest one of them. So it really depends on your build, in my opinion, if you want to get exposure to him, uh, you know, depending on where you're using that other extra salary, that 600 or that uh, extra $800, $900 that you have left over. Um, but either way fantastic play i'm I'm honestly gonna be just probably looking at that front court a little bit um you know Wiggins is somebody I also looked at just because I know Sacramento's given up a plethora of points opposing to shooting guards over the past couple uh I would say two or three seasons at this point uh but again he hasn't been necessarily playing great offense during this uh during this preseason mostly been working on his defense so I'll probably just stick with chris and then uh that's it man i'll I'll, I'll probably keep it moving after that. And then on the Sacramento side of things, I think things get a little bit more interesting. Uh, we've been seeing some guys compete. We're kind of starting to see what this team could possibly look like with all their key guys kind of healthy. Uh, Darren Fox steps in at 7,500. He's a guy that I'm expecting big things out of this season, really expecting a big step forward. Uh, I love that price tag and he's, you know, probably been my favorite play on this entire team throughout the entire preseason. So I don't see why I'm stopping. Um, he's definitely a guy of interest at 7,500. What are your thoughts on him?
0: Yeah, he um, he's a great call out. Uh, he's actually another guy. I mean, I, I think tonight's late especially. The, some of the top end guards are really loaded. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Um I'm gonna look at ownership, uh, for the most part to see and try and figure out, uh, which guys are really gonna have the lowest ownership so I can really tackle them because there are so many guys that have the opportunity, uh, in, in this type of, in this type of prison setting to really go off. And I like Fox 7500. Uh, signed me up for him quite a bit. Uh, and then a couple other guys uh, in, in that same Kings backcourt that I like, the shooting guards. Another rookie. I'm, I'm going to keep harping on them this entire, you're going to see that the entire season. Uh, guys like Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State. Uh, very talented. Coming off a quiet game for his standard. Um, but a guy that should get an opportunity to, to get in minutes in the high teens and, and low 20s. Um and at forty four hundred that's enough to, to hit some value uh, given a skill set. And then a guy that um you know didn't really get an opportunity last season, but a guy from Virginia, Kyle Guy, uh the the sniper hero uh of their last game where he hit that game yeah. winner the other night. Uh forty seven hundred, I mean, you might as well ride the hot hand in preseason. So uh, I definitely sign me up for, for some Kyle Guy as well um on, on the King side.
1: I, I, you know, I, I, that Shot was hilarious. Uh, that whole sequence, um, I, I think this kid, and he said it, he always has to prove himself. He could shoot. There's no doubt about it that that kid could shoot. He could shoot the gym, uh, you know, the gym lights out right away. Halliburton, I think that's a fantastic call. You touched on it. Um, I agree. I think he does play a little bit more. He only played 15 minutes, I think, in that last one, or he's very limited, but that's because he played 30 minutes prior. Coach's plan going into that game was to limit Halliburton because he did play 30 minutes. Um so I you know I expect him to bump that back up. Not maybe not necessarily thirty, but at least mid twenties is what I would expect from Halliburton. So uh he's definitely a guy that I'd like at forty four hundred. Um probably the only other guy I'm really looking at. I'm gonna avoid the front court. Whiteside, great point per minute guy, but you know, does he come out here and play twenty five, twenty six minutes? He easily could pay off that price tag with no problem in that, but you know, still competing with Rashawn Holmes over there, Marvin Bagley healthy. You know, they're gonna start divvying up these minutes. Uh, all over the place, and even Bagley at 4100. Um, not expecting a whole lot minutes-wise, but still, that's a fantastic price for a guy that we know can have at least a DK point per minute. So those are the guys I'm pretty much looking at. If I had to order them, you know, Fox. If I have the money, if I don't have the money, I don't mind looking at Halliburton to save some. Uh And then that's that's probably where I'm where I'm cutting it off. I don't mind Buddy Heald at 7200. I'll always prefer De'Aaron Fox, but he's been chucking it he's been basically averaging at least like 15 shot attempts throughout this preseason so i expect him to continue shooting and i think that's it brother i don't know if you uh if you have anything else you wanted to touch on with this sacramento team before we uh before we get on out of here
0: uh no i i don't uh, i i figured we can also jump into some uh, jazz clippers as well um since since we have a few minutes as well um i, I don't know how you feel about that
1: Oh yeah, maybe I'm trying to get out of here a little early. <laughs> I guess we could do some jazz Clippers. Why not? You know, I guess uh, you know we won't we won't just skirt out of here too early. So, let's <laughs> be good call. Uh, jazz versus Clippers. Uh, as far as Jazz are concerned, injury wise, Warris O'Neal is being considered questionable. He missed uh, on Monday's preseason game dealing with knee soreness, and that's really the only other guy other than Jack Harrison that has a rotation right now. Role uh, rolling the rotation that is being considered on the injury report, and then for the Clippers, Clippers uh Marcus Morris senior is being listed as uh questionable. He's uh day to day dealing with knee soreness. I would fully expect him to sit out. This sounds like it's going to be something that lingers into the regular season. So, do not expect Marcus Morris senior and that's really it as far as the Clippers are concerned. So, uh with the Jazz uh man, we really could have just skipped this game, right? No? I mean, did we I guess we we probably could have just, you know, hopped off right then and there and it's I never like to say that with the late game, but uh you, there's not a ton there's not a ton of you know going on over here with the Jazz to be honest. I'm not really looking at uh you know, you know, Mitchell at seventy six hundred. I just mentioned guys like Fox and we talked about a few other guys that you know, five or six hundred on sites there in the preseason, it's not hard to find. You know, you can easily get that extra six hundred bucks or five hundred dollars and go to a Steph Curry. Uh so that's probably what I would do. Uh, you know, again, we know what Mitchell could do. Wouldn't fault you for it. He's one of those guys that can just have it on any given night. But for the most part, man, I'm not playing any of these guys. I, I I just don't trust Bogdanovich with the wrist injury, still dealing with it a little bit. Mike Conley, just I want to see it before I can believe it. We paying no that price tag for Gobert. Oh, who? we got a, we got a little pop up in the back uh, about the, about the checkings and the savings, but uh, and that's it, man. I, I I really don't have a ton of interest in in just about anybody on the Jazz team. So I'll pass it over to you. Maybe there's something that you see that I'm not seeing. Uh, and if so, please enlighten me, because they're just uh, <laughs> boring.
0: I mean, besides uh, checking in savings, uh, I would say for me, um, I'm the jazz side. I mean, to your point, yes, this game is a pretty boring game overall from a fantasy standpoint and from a DFS standpoint. However, um, if you're really interested in, in playing that contrarian uh, that contrarian song, um, there's certainly opportunity, because I think, because you mentioned it, this game is going to be a forgotten game. Um in tonight's slate, so you can see some, some of these guys, if they get some minutes, like a guy like Gobert, 7,100, I mean, that's a reasonable price tag. If you want to be a contrarian and not play Carl Anthony Towns or Valentinus in the 8,000 price range, then you want to go down to Gobert at 7,100. Um and if he uh, ends up having one of those, one of those typical Gobert games with 20 rebounds, I mean, he's a guy that can pay off handsomely. Uh, and he's a guy that's probably going to come in at like 10% ownership at best. So that's, that's what my angle that I'm looking at. From I, that's guy. a, that's
1: a great call, man. I, I actually, I really love that call because the more I think about it, I think everyone's going to spend up on center. when they look at Gobert. Uh he's, he's cheaper. He's not that much cheaper though, where you, where you just say, why don't I just spend up a little bit more um, for the more tantalizing. And I guess you could say like sexy DFS play So, uh, I I love that call on Gobert. Um yeah, definitely something I'm gonna take into account. That's a that's a great call, especially on the ownership. I think that ten percent might be right on the head.
0: Yeah, no, I, absolutely.
1: Well, uh, what else are you looking at? Anything else on the jazz? Like what else stands out to you? Uh is or just the Gobert guy.
0: I mean another thing another one that kind of stands out for me a little bit. I have some interest. Again, it's that ownership game um in that small forward position. Joe Engels. Um, you know, forty six hundred uh, I don't expect too much ownership on him. He's a guy that, that can get some assists, get some, get some points. Um, so from a DFS perspective, I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of Joe Angles. I don't know if I'll have Angles and Gobert in, in many of my lineups, but I'll sprinkle in some Angles in, in lineups that I don't have Gobert, uh, j- just just to make my lineups a little bit more um, more versatile from, from that standpoint.
1: All right, brother. And um, what about this Clippers side? So. Uh, Marquis, market. I said Marquis. Marcus Morris likely sitting. Um, you know that means like likely that power forward spot might get shifted up a little bit. We, we're going to end up seeing somebody move up. Whether it's George Leonard, most likely Leonard. Uh, but I'm not anticipating big minutes from any of these guys. It's just the Clipper way of life. I think at this point, um, I just don't really trust them. If you told me Kawhi Leonard was getting the minutes, no doubt about it. Eighty-six hundred is a great price tag. I'd pay it. Paul George at sixty-nine. Um, I'm probably more inclined to pay that. If I had to look at anybody, it would probably be more of a tournament. That's a fantastic price tag for Paul George. If, if it's even sniffing anywhere near that during the regular season, I'm hopping all over it. Uh, it's just the minutes, the minutes, the minutes, the minutes. That's the one thing that worries me. So, um, I'll probably get to take a a pretty hard pass on just about all these guys. Uh, you know, and it could even be Batum that gets slotted in the starting lineup, but even then, you know, veteran guys like, I think 34, 35, might even be 36 at this point. So uh, the minutes, uh, I can't get past that. So I'll, I'll pass it over to you again, man. That's why I kind of wish we just, you know, I, I might as well have just skipped it. But you saw that good Go Bear call, so I think it was all worth it. But maybe you've got something on the Clippers that you could point out to me as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, on the Clippers side, you definitely nailed it. There's no guarantee on minutes on the Clippers side. There's no way of knowing who's going to get any minutes. Um, so that's certainly a challenge. Um, a guy that I, I like to play a little bit here and there, uh, again, strictly an ownership play as well is Terrence Mann. I mean, 4300, he definitely has some talent. He's shown flashes of it during the bubble, um, where he's put up some, some, nice lines where he's able to score and get some, some nice boards. He's, he's a large guard. So I think he's a guy that, that can really fill it up. The question is whether he's going to get 25, 30 minutes. Someone has to get minutes in the Clippers, right? So why not Terrence Mann at 4300 is, is kind of my, my point of view the, on the matter.
1: Yeah, I don't I I like that call. I think Santino's another guy that's generally pretty high in Terence Man as well. So uh I'm sure he's fully backing you when he's listening to this as well. Um Alright, man. I mean that's that's pretty much all I had. I don't I don't know if you have anything else. I I don't think there's any hitting games right now that uh we need to talk about after this one, but uh is there anything else on the Clippers that you have uh keyed up or? No, I I, I think we uh we covered everything on the Clippers side. Sweet, sweet. Awesome. Well, that's all I got. I mean, I think this is going to be a very, very unique slate. I think there's a lot of different combinations and, and, you know, ways you can go about this. Uh, you know, touching on tonight's slate as we're recording this, it's about 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. a uh, lot of, a lot of good action, a lot of good things going on right now in a lot of my lineups. I had a ton of Levine. I had some Kobe White where I did play Levine. So both those guys, uh, smashed it through the ceiling. I think the only thing I really missed out on was, uh Drummond, but you know, I had a fair amount of jokic and he's uh he's doing fairly well right now as well, so I can't complain. He's got over forty DK points. So uh fingers crossed, looks like I'm gonna be cashing again tonight. Yeah, you know, it doesn't look like, you know, necessarily the full blown nuts in any of these lineups, but you know, Dave, if uh if we're profiting, that's all that matters, buddy. That's it. In the green. That's it. So what do you got uh what do you got going on? Snow day tomorrow. Uh you're snowed in. What do you what are you doing? Anything special?
0: You know, uh Given, uh, the COVID and everything, uh, snowed in is, is just like any other day it seems, uh, in 2020. So, <laughs> so for me, for me, it's just, just another day in the office, AK my, my, my home, uh, my home office in my bedroom. So that, that's, that's what I'm doing. What about you?
1: I'm, I'm the same thing, man. I'm hunkered down and, uh, that's a very fair point you have. I'll be shoveling, uh, shoveling the sidewalk, shoveling the porch, shoveling the cars out. I'll be doing all that good stuff, but outside of that, I'll be hunkering down with a nice cup of hot cocoa, but uh you know thank you guys for listening as always if you can give us a quick follow on twitter you can find me at mike apatra m-i-k-e-a-p-o-t-r-i-a dave why don't you let the good people know where they can find you
0: you can find me at d-m-e-n-k-3-3 uh
1: as well awesome and if you guys would please be so kind to go on itunes Stitcher, spotify uh i wherever you might be listening to the podcast give us a thumbs up rate and review comment all that good stuff means a lot to us uh, you guys hear me say it all the time. Um, really just keeps us growing. It, it allows us to keep continuing and, and keep adding new things like we keep doing over here. And if you guys haven't seen, uh, this season is going to be the biggest and best one that we've had over here at Hoop Ball. So we're expecting big things, but we will be back tomorrow. Um I believe it'll be Brenton and, and Dave. You'll be back on tomorrow as well. So you'll be, uh, you guys get to get a good dose of Dave two days in a row. Uh, and that is it. So thank you guys for listening over here at Hoop Ball from Mike Potcher, Dave Mencroft, we really do appreciate everything. Take care. Let's go crush some GPPs and some preseason slates. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.